Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. Hey, good evening, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. It's great to be with you tonight on this Thursday, January the 18th, 2024. Can you believe it's already the middle of January? We're going to do that all year. We're going to do that all year, so just keep track like that's why we have calendars can you believe it's already baseball season well yeah because every day is 24 hours and i keep track of those days i live those days can you believe it's already the summer yes i can i again we do this every year the the days never change it's always the same can you believe it's already yes 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 i can great to be here like here here uh shep Hang, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Me forget how to talk. Shep uh, was here on Tuesday and then Wednesday as I filled in for Zach Gelb in the afternoon. And that was different. Uh, I'm trying to get into a routine here and then taking off already week three and then working an afternoon shift has got, as you can tell, my mouth is you just, full no, of marbles. Bart, you just, you just wanted to escape me for a couple of days. I get it, man. I was like, I mean, I like this guy, but, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're kind of going too fast, too furious here. Fair enough. I just, uh, just uh, I'm not ready to, you know, go to a cabin in Vermont with this guy yet. I just got to take a couple of days and uh, maybe walk around the neighborhood by myself for a little bit. How, how have things been? Are we, I worry sometimes when I come back, if I'm gone. <laughs> Um, I worry about like the, honestly, the main thing I worry about is I'm going to talk about all the things you already talked about. <laughs> so it's like, no, that's fair. So, so first of all, Bart, you were missed. You had a bunch of fans miss and, and call in and, uh, can't wait to when you were coming back. And I said, he's only gone for a day. And then I found out you'd be gone for another day. And then mm-hmm. I said, well, he'll definitely be get back the next day. So that is, that is confirmed at this point. Um, yeah, man, we, we, you know, the show was rolling. We, we talked about in great length. The decision to bring back Mike McCarthy, the decision um, of Mike Tomlin to come back in 2024, the potential mm-hmm. of the extension, and then we just talked about you know the preview of these um, divisional round matchups. Well, I'm going to do a little bit of that, but I'm going to also debut a segment tonight. Nice. And I need just a little massaging of the name where I want to pick the name. And I will warn people, if for some reason... You caught Zach Gelb's show yesterday. Um, I already did this on that show. But but they always say you're always getting a new audience. 
And, you know, in my history on the radio, I have repeated topics within the same show itself before. But I think what I did on Zach Gelb's show yesterday was kind of did a rough draft of what I really want to present tonight. And it's going to be the playoff pressure meter. Okay. So I'm going to look at the teams that are in the playoffs um, along with you, Shep, and along with whoever wants to play along. I'm going to rank how I think the teams, uh, who is the most pressure from least to most. And we're kicking around ideas for it because playoff pressure meter, you know, it's not that sexy of a name. And I might want to do like a meter kind of thing again where I rank something. I think JR, I heard him yesterday with his uh, top six and he did coaching availability. So he had always had that here. So I want to do something like that. And I thought instead of like with pressure, you know, I thought of calling it Bart's barometer. But then what if I just shrunk it to the Bartometer? What one do we like better? Bart's barometer? I think that might make more sense. But Bartometer's pretty sexy too. I'd go with the latter. I think Bartometer fits <laughs> because it's out there and it's not something you're used to saying off the top of the, you know. The Bartometer? No. Because it's I want it to sound <laughs> enough like barometer. I get it. Right. I get the play on words. Uh bar- Bartometer, I think, works there, man. I might have to call it the Bartometer. Well, that's that's a little much. Yeah. Well, yeah. What is a Bartometer? The Bartometer. Now now Bart. Now, just so you know, I got some NFL music ready to go, CBS style. Does hmm. that does that work for you? While we yeah, do the Bartometer? Yesterday yesterday I did it what we call raw. Okay, yes. Okay, I did it with nothing. All right, wow. Besides my own animated voice, and so tonight <laughs> we'll do it with the we'll do it with the music. I like it. By the yeah, way, how, yeah, yeah. How overrated is Mike Santner and Stu Kovacs? I would I would argue extremely underrated. <laughs> yep. No, they are. They are. They are true greats, man. I'm glad you got to work with them. But we we missed you here. But it's a different it's a different time slot. There's no question. Different time slot. Um, the sun is up. During the show, which is different than we're used to now. Um, But, yeah, so we'll do that at the start of the second hour. So, brand new segment. The Bartometer? Are we sticking? We got an hour to figure it out. Yeah, the Bartometer. In in weeks to come, we'll have the big, like, the Bartometer. We'll get that guy involved. Oh, Paul Turner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. The Bartometer works. Here's my two cents. You have a big fan base. I would put that out on a poll right now. Like, this is going to be, like, the first, you know, mm. program segment you have. This is really going to be, you know what I mean? Like, the first actual uh, kind of special imaging you have. So I would put it out to the masses. When people call in and they ask you about these division round playoffs and they ask you about Mike McCarthy and they ask you about Mike Tomlin, I think you just put it out there and ask them. I think Bartomito works, but I'm very curious to hear what your fans have to say. Well, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna go with Bartometer. There you I go. Think we're gonna go. I think we're gonna go with Bartometer. Um, if you got any suggestions, I mean, we'll hear them. We love engagement in this business, but I think I'm pretty locked in on on Bartometer now. Bart Barometer is good, but the Bartometer. I think Bartometer, short and sweet. So uh, we've established that. Thank you for your patience. The Bartometer will come next hour. And I will rank the teams in terms of pressure in the playoffs. I have asked a few other people about their rankings, and my number one team has been different than most people. So I'm excited to get into that. 
I also think that there's a lot more teams without pressure than there are with pressure this weekend. I think we have a lot of house money on the line in these playoffs, which means I think we're going to have a very interesting, and by interesting, I mean competitive and good and perhaps fun weekend. Last weekend, we all like, because of football, we just like football. Games weren't that great. This weekend, I think we're really going to see some stuff. One of the reasons last weekend wasn't so great was because of the Dallas Cowboys. And so here's also what happened with the timing of me being on the Zach Elb show yesterday, hosting and back on my show here tonight, is I missed the whole McCarthy staying in Dallas window because it happened about an hour after I was done, so I didn't get the night of, and then it's all happening today, and by the time that I was going to sit down in this chair tonight to talk sports with everybody, it would have been like, okay, we get it. They they kept McCarthy. What, what are you going to do? And I was still going to talk McCarthy because I feel like I want to contribute my two cents in as well. The whole reason we get into this is because we want to contribute our two cents, 10 cents, 15 cents, much more than that. But then Mike McCarthy talked today, and I thought it was very interesting what he had to say because when I first saw the news that McCarthy was staying, I just tweeted a simple letter, quote tweeted the news, and I said W. I thought it was a big W, a big win for the Dallas Cowboys to keep Mike McCarthy. I know that I've even talked against it, that they should go for Belichick, that they could go elsewhere, and I thought, okay, this is this is the right move. It's consistency. I think Dak Prescott was coming along. Dak's got one more year left of the contract. So does Mike. Maybe you link it up a little bit. And I was thinking of all these reasons why this was actually a good move for the Cowboys, despite many Cowboys fans very vocally thinking otherwise. And then I heard Mike McCarthy talk today, and I know he's getting clowned for one part of this sentence, but I think there's another part. There's there's one specific phrase here that he said that went from me being like, all right, I'm going to defend the Cowboys. I'm going to defend Mike. I think they can make this work. That one thing he said went from me being like that to me saying this was a huge mistake. This is Mike McCarthy and his message to the Dallas fans he spoke earlier today. My message would be this: uh, we, we we have established a, a you know a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games. And um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but I, I know how to win, and and uh, we will get over that threshold. Uh, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today. So a lot of people are going to look at that and say championship program, a championship program. One of the first things I woke up to today was a video of Stephen A. Smith going off for two minutes, making fun of this. And when I was trying to find that specific quote again later tonight, that video, I type in on the internet, Mike McCarthy championship program. And I like can't even find the video because it's everybody that has a talk show. Everybody that has a talk show going off on McCarthy for saying that. The part that got me was when he said, I know how to win. And I thought to myself, do you, Mike? Do you know how to win? You know how to win in the regular season. 
which I think is a big reason that you ended up keeping this job. But do you know how to win? And it gave Packer fans shades of something he had said in 2016. The Packers had started that year four and five, and he came out on Monday at a press conference and this was after they had lost four of five. They were eight and 11 in their last 19. He came out and he said, let's just state the facts. I'm a highly successful NFL head coach. And at the time we were like, Aria. So Mike McCarthy, he says he knows how to win. He says he knows how to win. And in the regular season, he does. But this has been the issue with the Dallas Cowboys. They can win in the regular season. They need somebody to help them win in the playoffs. They need forget forget winning a Super Bowl in all these years. They haven't been to a conference championship game in 30 years. And I think that's very important. Like if you've heard me at any time over the last 2 years for a while for a while I made it a mission almost. It just came up and if it didn't I would I would force it. But I made it like a point on every show I ever hosted to remind people that Joel Embiid has never been in an Eastern Conference championship. He's not like he's never even been to one. If you look at like the Atlanta Hawks got to game six of one and Joel Embiid never has some luck, some bad luck, some injury, some whatever. But it's one thing not to get to the Super Bowl. It's another not to get on the doorstep. And the Cowboys haven't been able to get on the doorstep. So when Mike McCarthy says, I know how to win. I look back at Mike McCarthy's history in the playoffs and all right, 2007, I'm just going to walk you through this. We'll go at a nice speed here. 2007, he won a playoff game with Brett Favre and then they lost in the NFC championship game to the giants at home. Okay. Uh, Two years later, they lose Rogers first playoff game. They lose to Arizona. Now they do go on a super bowl run. The Packers do in 2010 and Mike McCarthy does get four of his postseason wins in that season alone road wins at the Eagles, at the Falcons, at the bears, and then against the Steelers. That was 14 years ago. Since then they went to the playoffs after a 15 and one year and promptly lost to the giants. The year after that, the Packers beat a team quarterback. Do you remember the night? that a guy named Joe Webb played quarterback for the Vikings. They beat them, then lost to the Niners. Next year, lose to the Niners. Next year, beat the Cowboys in 2014. That was the Des Cotic game. They lose the next week in the NFC Championship game. The year after that, they beat Washington, lose to Arizona, divisional round. 2016, they go to the NFC Championship game again, lose again. And then he goes 7-9, and 4-7-1 before he's fired. All right, well, what about his tenure in Dallas? Dallas, first year, they're 6-10. and 10. That's fine, new coach, rebuilding. Uh, 2021, they get to the wild card round. They host the Niners. Niners come in and beat them. Last year, they beat an 8-9 and nine Tampa team. Niners beat them. This year, Packers, they're down 27-0, and they lose. So when Mike McCarthy says, we have a championship program, we just haven't won a championship yet, I think that's where a lot of the focus went today. And that's that's a part like I that resonated with me. Like that's that's the kind of stuff Mike McCarthy says. 
the year that they did win the Super Bowl in Green Bay, it's a popular tale around those parts that there was a wall. There was like an empty space on the wall where something used to be, and it was blank now. I may be getting some of the details wrong, but it was blank. And um, somebody asked, what's with the wall? What's, what, why isn't there anything there? And he says, that's where our picture is going to go when we win the Super Bowl this year. So he calls a shot. He wins it. Picture goes up. That's that's the kind of stuff McCarthy says. We're a championship team. We just haven't won a championship yet. That's that's him looking at his team and saying, we have a team that can win a championship. I don't think that that was the part that should have been made fun of relentlessly today. But when Mike McCarthy says, I know how to win, I'm in the playoffs, not sure that he does. And I just laid it out a bunch of times. And you can say, you know, the Packers defense caused a problem or the, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great game or fluky things happened there. But there's a track record of getting to the postseason, having a terrific year. Yeah, you went 15-1 and one, one season. Your regular season record looks really good. But then you lost a home game right away. Yeah, you've gone 12-5 and five the last three years in Dallas, but you haven't advanced past the divisional round. Your regular season record um, looks pretty nice. You are a 620 winning percentage head coach. Uh, that's pretty good. 167 and 102. Sure. You can win in the regular season. In the playoffs, you're a 500 coach. And outside of the Super Bowl run, you're 7 and 11. And you're 1 and 3 with the Cowboys. So I believe him when he thinks he has a championship team. And he might, there might be that team in there. But the problem is when they get to the postseason, you've got a guy now who cannot get it done working for a franchise who famously for the last 30 years cannot get it done. So I could buy into it. I can see the rationale. Maybe Jerry just doesn't want to go through it. Maybe he called Bill Belichick and Bill said no. But for Mike McCarthy to say, I know how to win, I think Sunday proved it. I think the last three years proved it. I think everything with your Green Bay tenure post-2011 proved it. That in the playoffs, Mike, you simply do not. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. We'll talk about this Dallas job. I thought it could be the perfect place for Bill Belichick. If not Dallas, where? And a new contender may be emerging. We'll talk about that a little bit later tonight as well. I'm Bar Winkler. David Shepard's here. We will talk to you guys. 855-212-4227. CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, my name is Bart Winkler. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. Mike McCarthy talking today. Hey, he said he wasn't worried when he met with Jerry Jones for three hours. He was not worried. I thought 
he might have got fired on Monday, but then didn't check his phone for a couple of days, and that's why there was a delay. But no, he's going to be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys next year. One more year on his contract. Coincidentally, Dak's got another year left. Is Dak going to be a lame duck quarterback? Are they going to tandem this thing together? Did Jerry Jones think, oh, I could bring in another guy? But then, you know, Dak spoke up for McCarthy. The Dak said a lot of nice things. Says he thinks he's playing his best football now because of Mike McCarthy's coaching. So maybe you got to love the one you're with here in this situation. Let's talk to you guys about this. 855-212-4227. As uh, Mike McCarthy said, we have a championship program. Sure. If that's what you think, fine. But he says, I know how to win. And he does in the regular season. In the playoffs, he does not. Let's get to Paul, who is in Rhode Island. Hey, Paul. Hi, Bart. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Shep. What's up, Paul? And whoever's working tonight. Listen, this was such an embarrassing. <laughs> the high market team, okay, the most high market team, more than Liverpool, more than, in the world. More than Manchester United, and you want to progress and tease the fans if you're three years of 12 and five. Okay. And you do this to the fans. I don't care about Dallas. I don't care about Jerry Jones. I want to use that situation in Buffalo, in the Ravens, whatever it is. Now, I picked Buffalo Ravens, Cowboys, Lions. Do I want the Cowboys to come to the Lions? Oh, I would love that after what they did to us. Not them. Well, well it the, all worked out for the Lions. It all worked out for them. Oh, my God. I waited 30 years for this. My Barry Sanders got into the Hall of Fame on my birthday, August 8th. He got into the Yellow Jacket Day. Now, but... Here's the thing. You're going to talk about who do you think is going to make it to the quarterfinals. After that, it's the best. The best four make it. But Dallas, you disappointed America, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care if you're a fan or not a fan. You cannot be 16-0 at home. Be 12-5 and for three years. And do this to your fans. Never mind my homeland team, New England Patriots. Okay? But I'm going to tell you, this was a assassination to the Dallas Cowboys fans. And I'll leave it at that, But Love you, bro. Thank yeah, you. Lo- lo- love you, too. I might use different. you have a question for me? No. Thanks for the call. Good stuff. I might use different. Uh, verbiage when talking about Dallas um, than than what you described it as, but hey, you, you think it was you think it was bad for America? It was good for America. The real America's team got to win on Sunday. The team owned by its own fans. It's good for America. Sunday was a win for the good old U.S. of A. Let's get to Bob, who is in Wisconsin, 855-212-4227. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going, man? 
I just don't realize why the Packers don't get very much respect. It's, yeah, I didn't give them a chance to beat Dallas, but all you hear every day on the radio is Dallas this, Dallas that, Jerry Jones is going to do this, McCarthy is going to go there, this, that, the other thing. This is the first year that LaFleur got to actually run the offense. Otherwise, Rodgers was doing it and sit there and pouting, if you don't do it my way, I'm going to go home and take the football. So now we get out there, we're finally winning some games. Now just think, I don't give them a snowball's chance, but if they beat the 49ers, they could beat Tampa or Detroit, I think. And have this team in the Super Bowl? Really? I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, I don't think I didn't think they would beat Dallas, and I doubt they're going to beat the Forty Niners. But uh, yeah. hey, any given Sunday, right? Well, hey Bob, thanks for the call. Good to talk to you. I think the Niners are licking their chops, man, because they're looking at Philly's gone, Dallas is gone. You're telling a Niners fan all you have to do is beat Green Bay and then either Detroit or Tampa Bay, and they're in the Super Bowl. I think the Packers can go in there and win. It's going to take uh, a tough effort, and that Niners defense is, or the offense rather, is a lot better than the Cowboys offense. It is. There's more weapons to stop. Packers focused on C.D. Lamb, got it done. Tony Pollard wasn't doing anything. Uh, the other receivers weren't doing anything. Jake Ferguson had three touchdowns once the Packers decided to like just guard the end zone the rest of the game, um, and they threw it to him underneath, so that was fine. But yeah, there's not there's not a lot of a lot of the uh, reaction to this game, and I know that that's a complaint. But I'll also tell you that all these talk shows, I got to think uh, this one included, huge numbers on Monday, <laughs> just huge, because they're talking about the Dallas loss. And guess who likes to listen and hear and watch about the Dallas loss? America does, and this is why I don't understand why people hate Dallas so much. Because they always lose. You always get to be rewarded if you're a fan that doesn't want to see them win. You always get to see Dallas fans put on TikTok these fake videos of them smashing a 60-inch TV. You know, you always get to you always get to see, and by fake I mean that's a real TV that they're smashing. But come on, this is you're doing it for the the gram, okay? You're doing it for the clicks. That that's what you're you're doing it for. You're doing it for IG. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Let's get to Parker in Green Bay. What's up, Parker? Not much, Bart. How you doing? Or as Troy Aikman would say, Green Bay. You ever notice he says it different? I hate it. Yeah, I don't think he likes us. No. Um, when I was listening to you rattle off the list of all the playoff debacles that we had, <laughs> and all I could think about, it, it just like, as you read out that list, it was just like, oh, man, I forgot about that. Oh, and I think you left, and Packer fans are going to hate this because this is going to be, be, bring up a, open up a sore wound, but I think you left off the Seattle game. Like, I don't think that was on your list. Uh, and, I think I said it really, really quickly. Like, okay, so. Like, if you, point, like, like, you would have missed it if you. What's the is there an equivalent of ears blinking? I think you would have missed it. Okay, so when I look at when I listen to your list and I think of like all of that 
stuff that we as Packer fans sat through, it was like I flash back to the game and I think I'm so glad that some other fan base, and it doesn't hurt that it was the Cowboy fan base, has to suffer through what Packer fans suffered through. And I think them rehiring McCarthy, the, the, the Cowboy fans just got to get ready for another year of, yeah, we're going to do okay in the season, but when it gets to the playoffs, my take on Mike McCarthy is is that when he gets to the big time, he folds. He just can't handle the pressure. He overthinks it, and he does not go after it with a killer instinct. As you were rattling that list off, I thought about like the Seattle game, how we had like we were like on the one yard, fourth and one on the goal line, and we're kicking field goals. Like we just, he just doesn't have that killer instinct, and I just, I'm, I'm personally, I'm just glad that somebody else is going to have to sit through that. But Cowboy fans. Get ready, because it's going to be another long season for you. Thanks for well, taking that, my call. Yeah, oh, Parker, thanks for thanks for calling. Um, go back, go. I think, like, the interesting thing, too, a couple of things off the Cowboys, is not only are you keeping Mike McCarthy, you're keeping Mike McCarthy over what is the best available class of coaches that we have ever seen. And we're not even just talking about offensive coordinators and the young defensive coordinators may maybe trying to get a shot. Like I, I always talked about Sean Payton and like, why did, why did he rush into that job? Why, why didn't he wait a year? Good thing he didn't wait a year. You got Pete Carroll out there. You got Bill Belichick out there. You got Mike Vrabel out there. You got Jim Harbaugh out there. You got a lot of these guys out there and the bears decided not to make a move. The Cowboys decided not to make a move. A guy like Eric Bieniemy, he's got to be like, oh my god, am I ever going to coach? Like I thought I'd be in Washington for one year and then get that job, and now all these guys are available. Will I ever get that opportunity? Do I have to go to the UFL to to be a head coach someday? I mean, what was it going to take for me? And also with with Cowboy fans, next year's going to be boring. Next year is not going to be fun for you because you've seen it three years in a row now. If you were to get a new head coach and go 12 and five next year, it's a completely different experience than bringing back McCarthy and going 12 and five again, because going 12 and five with McCarthy is what you've done the last three years. The regular season is going to be boring. You are not going to get super into it. There'll be games that matter, but for the most part, it's just going to be like, let's just get back to where we got to. I talk about video games all the time and there were games, and you could do this now, but you can, like, save your progress. There were games growing up, whether it was on Super Nintendo or Sega, where if you you had to beat it in that sitting. You couldn't save your progress. You had to beat it. And so it's like the Cowboys can't save their progress. But they've already gotten to this point. They just can't beat this level. And instead of really focusing on how to beat that level, they got to do it again. And again, and again, it's just going to be 18 weeks of waiting for the postseason. And then what if you struggle? And then what if they go like three and five to start? Or what if they're bad? Then then, then it's going to be like, why do we keep this guy with all those guys available? So maybe Jerry did his due diligence. Maybe he called some guys and and couldn't work it out and couldn't get the interest. Uh, Maybe that was the, the thing that happened here. But 
for Cowboys fans, I mean, it is just going to be more of the same. And it's a guy that hasn't been able to get it done in the postseason. 855-212-4227. Much more on this. We are 25 minutes away from the debut of the Bartometer, in which we rank the teams that have the most pressure in the divisional round this weekend. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler. This portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. If you're stuck in a timeshare and want out, contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Again, uh, Shep's here. Marco on the updates. We're going to do our playoff pressure meter. Who's got the most pressure this weekend? But we're calling it the first installment of the Bardo meter. All right. So it's about branding and everything's about branding. And we're going to, we're going to brand our segment, the Bardo meter. And, uh, we will see how it goes. I think very well. I think it will go very well. In fact, I know it will. I'm very confident, uh, in it. Eight, five, five, two, one, two, four, two, two, seven. Cowboys don't fire Mike McCarthy. We are talking about that. Let's get to Greg in Michigan. What's up, Greg? Hey, Bart Winkler, Mr. Positive. Hey, got to say, go Lions, go Bills. And the Bills have the most pressure. Josh Elvis Allen should come through against those little stinkers, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Tonight, you and Shep have uh, been presenting a very philosophical uh, uh, discussion about McCarthy and what he said. Now, I just got to ask you, and I think – I think this is one word that uh, are, you know, articulates what the difference would be, and it's overthinking and the stress being in the playoffs. But when you're 15-1 and one and you win a championship, a Super Bowl, when you play a regular season game, you go in there, you have a game plan. I've got to ask you, Bart, what is the difference between a regular season game going in to play having a game plan, and then going into a playoff game other than stress factors about being in the playoff, overthinking stuff. You want to win every game that you play, and it's a conundrum that sometimes I get lost in what, 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 you know, what's the difference between, I guess, other than stress, a playoff game and a, uh, I mean, what was uh, McCarthy supposed to say? That I really stink, that I'm not a good coach, and that I don't think we could ever get to the playoffs? And you Well, know, obviously like not, yeah, Greg. Right. You know he's not going right. to say that. Of course. But um, So what's the yeah. difference? Uh, well, yeah. Greg, thanks for the call. Hope you have a good night. You too, um, buddy. It's Mr. Positive. Keeping it positive. I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously it's if you lose, you're done. That's obvious, but also everything else is heightened. It's just everything else is heightened. 
there's more people that are watching you. There's more attention during the week. There's more reporters and um, requirements on that end during the week. You know you're the only game on. Everything is heightened. And if you lose, you're done. And these games can slip away from you pretty quickly. That game slipped away from the Cowboys pretty quickly. Jair had an interception, Alexander, and then they score, the Packers do. Suddenly, Dak's throwing another one. It gets returned for a touchdown. It's 27 nothing. You're hoping to, like, go into halftime with maybe a 10-point lead. You're you know, 27 points. Now they did tuck one in uh, the end zone before the half, but and it was against your old team, and he downplayed that during the week, but essentially it looked like for a while there the Packers were going to not only have been the first team to fire him, but uh, been the team to get him fired again. Hey, Bart. Just to just to Greg's question, like when you think of Joe Montana, when you think of wins, what's the first number that comes to mind? Uh, the Super Bowls, always, four? always, right? When you think of Brady, you think seven. When you think Terry Bradshaw, you think four. You think Elway, you think two. No one remembers John, you know, Joe Montana won 117 regular season games because it doesn't matter when you talk about the greats of this game. So playoffs mean everything. When you talk about high-caliber NFL players. So clearly, it's what matters when you really talk about their legacies. That Especially at the quarterback position. And you know what I wish when I heard that press conference, Bart? I wish Mike McCarthy just addressed that I understand the last three seasons I've won 12 games every single time out. But 1-3 and three in the playoffs and 0-2 oh at home is not good enough. And I need to be better. And I think to your point. You would have had a lot more respect, and I would have had a lot more respect if he was honest and transparent about their shortcomings in the playoffs and how it was going to be different moving forward. Not, I know how to win. Because you know what, Mike? You don't know how to win. Yeah, but I don't think that. I, I think that that was a message to Jerry Jones, as <laughs> like in terms of, well, he, hey, Jones I know I'm here. Back. Why is he yeah, he's, but not, I, he's not I, the one he's got to explain to. Jerry's the one it, that went on a limb and brought him back for your number five. But if Mike McCarthy gets up there and says, I need to be better, then Jerry Jones is going to be like, oh, man, what have I done? He's going to fire him <laughs> then. He's going to be like, you're right, you do. I, thank you for reminding me. Oh, I was going to keep it. What was I thinking? <laughs> that, that's a fair point, but you and I both know Jerry is loyal to a fault. Yeah, I mean, look how long Jason Garrett ex- ex- um, exactly. was the coach. Five years too long, if you ask me, Bart. Let's get to Josh in Harrisburg. Hey, Josh, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Bart. I uh, had three teams I wanted to kind of share my thoughts on. Um, to, and you could kind of, you know, throw your opinion or what you think about it back at me. Um, first is Dallas. Um, every year, I mean, three years ago, I flew into Jerry's World with my cousin to go see my Niners play Dallas with Jimmy Garoppolo, who I believe had a busted thumb at that time. Um, Dallas couldn't beat them then. They couldn't win last year. So it really boggles my mind that after getting murdered by, you know, this fresh fresh new Green Bay squad, that they you – know, the, the problem's obviously Dak, the problem's obviously McCarthy, and the problem's obviously that whole team. They've got athletic playmakers, but they're very finesse. When you watch the tape, like the replays, and you see them getting like pushed off the ball, 
when they play tough teams, they just don't show up. And that's why they constantly lose in the playoffs. They're the ultimate front runners. They got beat up. They got pushed around. Um, thanks for the call. Matt LaFleur and the Packers exploited that. They took away the opportunities for CeeDee Lamb early. They also knew that their cornerbacks and safeties at secondary is a bit opportunistic. And so they designed routes and plays to take advantage of them biting maybe on routes early and tucking guys underneath, behind. So they were able to, I mean, he got out coached. He got out coached by the guy who took over for him. And it really is surprising that we still don't have Jim Harbaugh with a job, that Nick Sirianni's still in Philly, and that Mike McCarthy's still in Dallas, and that Matt Eberflus is still in Chicago. Uh, Bill O'Brien no longer in New England. He is going to take, it looks like, the offensive coordinator job with Ohio State. I wanted to read this stat. Uh, Will Brinson had it. Bill O'Brien spent eight years working for either Bill Belichick or Nick Saban. And you know how many titles he won in those eight years with Bill and Saban? None. He worked with Belichick from 07 to 2011. And then last year, he worked with Saban two years before that. He didn't win. He was with these guys during their runs, but didn't win. Um, And then there's a good tweet here in response to that, that it's the coaching equivalent of Wes Welker. Wes Welker spent six seasons with Tom Brady and then two with Peyton Manning on the Broncos um, and then did not win a Super Bowl. He was with Peyton from 13 to 14, and he was with uh, Tom Brady from 07 to 2012. So Bill Bill O'Brien, he has spent eight years since 2007 working for Belichick or Saban. And somehow those are the years. Somehow, right? Somehow. Wonder wonder what it could have been. But he's off to Ohio State. If you want to talk more Cowboys, we will get to you if you have the patience. I'm going to go through the playoff pressure meter, the debut of the Bardo meter, and then we'll get your thoughts on that and all other things as well. We're here another three hours. Stick around. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.